I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Apple Blossoms Buzz. Yellow Pudgy Bumblebees. And Hummingbirds Dine. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants, you want coffee? Who wants coffee? If anybody wants coffee, I'm making the coffee. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. Today on Pop Rocks, we're heading to the land of cheese, beer, and happy days. That's right, we're off to Milwaukee. Or, as Alice Cooper explained, perhaps not completely accurately, in Wayne's world, we're heading to Milwaukee, Algonquin for the good land. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! The band Trolley got together in 1995, with the initial lineup featuring Paul J. Wall on guitar, Hello. Terry Hackbarth on bass, Hi. Mike Parado on guitars and keyboards, hey. and Don Kurth on drums. What's up? The three stringed instrument players share songwriting and vocal duties, leaving Kurth to bash away in the back. The band's first release was a CD EP called Love's a Twister, released in 1996 on the band's own Easter Records label, the home of the entire trolley discography, as well as a few releases from side projects and fellow travelers. The band celebrated the release with a show at Points East Pub in Milwaukee 26 years ago this month. The CD EP was followed a few months later with the band's first, and I believe only, 7-inch release, called Put a Gun to You. Bye. Both of these 1996 releases helped the band build a following among fans of 60s-influenced punk and power pop, and the band continued putting out albums and EPs over the next half dozen years or so, while also taking on a new drummer, Nick Zahn. The band was dormant for 10 years or so, Aww. but put out two excellent albums in 2011 and 2016, again on their own Easter Records label. Nearly the entire trolley discography is available on Bandcamp. Sadly, founding member Mike Parado, who the band described as their sonic architect, passed away last summer. Bummer. We're going to hear a track from Trolley's second full-length album, Last Chance Dance, released in 2003. Here's Feels Like Letting Go. Talking to you, so listen to me. Try to pretend, keeping the peace. I'm not allowed to call on the phone. 
Wake and Bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here. We're at the beach running in the sand. Yeah, that's a good workout. Oh my God. It's an extra ventricle force of magnitude that is happening unbeknownst. Uh, you know, it's, it's just extra muscles are, what? are working. And speaking of working, it is uh, Memorial Day weekend coming up here. Yeah. Yes, the start of summer. All right. Uh, uh. Hey. Oh, don't get kicks. Don't get sand. I'm sorry. Don't get some sand kicked on you. Okay. Like Charles Atlas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Charles Atlas. What about Charles Atlas? I don't know. From Coney Island. Fame. Named after a hotel there in Coney Island. Let's do a portrait of... Charles Atlas. All right, let's paint him right here. Here we go. And I got the canvas here right with me, man. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. 97-pound weakling. I knocked some sand on you as I ran through. It's kind of crowded here at the beach. A lot of people with umbrellas and stuff, and I'm kind of navigating through all of them. They get a little mustache. He got, he got the work in the mustache here, guys. Get some paint on the canvas. Oil paint here, guys. Running the sand. Power, like a, a veggie kind of power drink here. Yum. Uh, in honor of Jack LaLanne. Oh, my God. Another hero of mine here. Absolutely. Uh, getting ready for summer here, guys. Let's put some, some herbs in there. Get some... Uh, uh, what? Peaches and herbs. <laughs> Saw them in concert at Disneyland back in the day. Reunited because I... Feels so good. I'm not feeling good too, guys. Getting our exercise in here and getting that extra. What? Uh, what? Uh, getting the sea breeze. The sea breeze and getting some healthy liquids in us and, and getting our creativity, guys. We're doing it all multitasking. That's what it's all about here, guys. Exercising, creativity. All right. Let's work back on this structure here. Okay. Uh, the physicality of the painting here. Get back to the painting here. And uh, it's kind of like a He-Man looking character here. Skeletor to King Randor. <laughs> Charles Atlas. Uh, he got some underwear. Where? Looks like uh, Tarzan. It kind of looks like Tarzan. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm Jane Parker. You? It's all good in the neighborhood, guys. Make this a, a lovely, wonderful summer of what? Of what? Multitasking, positivity, possibilities. I'm Mr. Let's Paint. Thanks again here, once again. Have a great weekend. Have a great summer. Have a great life. Bye bye. Tell me, give that bullhead some line. How much, Dad? A little more. More. Tell me. Uh, okay. You want to lure him in with the natural movement of your lure. I feel him tugging. Good, let him tug. But then he's going to eat the worm. Do you think you know how to fish better than me? No, Dad. I was fishing this lake when you were oh. nothing more than... Oh, John, please give it a rest. I'm going to set the hook. No, Tubby, too soon. I'll let him make a decision, Don. Now... Will you yank the bait right out of his mouth? <laughs> he thought I had him. You'll get him next time, Tubby. No, he won't. He never gets the fish. Oh, Cindy, where have you been? In the woods, gathering wildflowers. She was smoking cigarettes. She had two of them. Cindy, let me smell your hands. No, you can't smell them. 
You got a bite there, Tubby. She took the cigarettes from Uncle Jim. Let me smell your fingers. Please don't smell my fingers, Mama. There won't be any finger smelling today. But she's been... Oh, Tubby, don't tattle. Can I have some picnic candy? Honey, give her some... Tubby, you... I'm gonna set the hook. Here's your candy, Cindy. Mama, I don't like the green ones. Well, give her the red ones. You know she like. Don't set that. This time I got you. I do like the red ones. Oh, I think you've got them, Tubby. I'm gonna get them, Mama. I'm gonna... Don't yank that pole so aggressively. He's gonna lose him. Oh, Cindy, support your brother. I'm gonna show him who's boss. You lost him again, didn't you? <laughs> I don't understand it. I... Well, you can't fish. Tubby can't do anything. Someday you'll find something you can do, Tubby. I hope so, Mama. Yes, well, today is not that day. I want some ice cream. Cindy, you just had candy. Oh, I want a piece of candy. No candy for you, Tubby. Oh, Don, let him have Tubby doesn't get candy. But I just want one piece of candy. Now the crying candy. and the whining. Stop it, Tubby. Here, Tubby, have your celery. Mama, I... And here's your ice cream, Cindy. <laughs> I want ice cream. Eat that celery, Tubby. Oh, it sounds so nice and crisp. Mama, this ice cream is so good. Can I? May I, Tubby? May I have some ice cream now? No, Tubby. No, Tubby. No ice cream, Tubby. But watch me cast this rod and reel properly. Don, look how far it's going. Yes. Nice one, Daddy. You're already getting a bite. Of course I am. I know how to fish. But don't snap at him, Don. Daddy, you got him. I'm going to reel him I in. couldn't trust you to. Oh, it's huge, Don. 40-pound guard. Yeah, did I mention you're also the town barber? <laughs> no, you didn't mention The mayor is also. You're, in fact, Sam, I think you might be the only business left from when I was in, graduated in 76. You are the one constant in this little town, Sam's Barbershop. You cut my hair when I was... When you were a baby. I bet, I bet you gave me my very yeah. first hair. What year were you born? 58. Oh, yeah. I gave you your first haircut. I bet money. How long has this shop been in existence? Oh, this shop's been here since the 30s. And I've owned it for the last 48 years. How long have you been a barber? 52. 52 years. years. Yeah. Has it been good to you? Do you well, like it? I've just loved every minute of it. It's, uh, <laughs> How old are you now, Sam? 70. 70. Ah, you're pretty young. Yeah. When when I uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when I thought about going to barber school, I asked this uh, old barber that I that cut my hair. I said, uh, you know, is barber in a good business or, or what? He said, well, you never get rich, but you always have a good income, you know. And it it's very true. It's a great. Part of Americana, though, isn't it? The barber shop. It is, yeah. Now I notice you have an actual barber's pole. I was watching a television show not long ago that said there's only one place in the United States that makes those anymore. It's uh, the, the Marvell Company in Minneapolis makes them. Is yours an authentic? It looks like yes, a real. It is. Now tell me, the barber pole has red, white, and blue stripes. Right. In Bible times, the barbers were uh, bloodletters. And you could always tell the 
where the barber was by the bandages hanging outside his tent. They'd, uh, where they wrapped him around his arm, uh, it'd be red and then white and red and then white and then red and white. And uh, later on, they added the blue stripe to uh, signify purity. Or... It's, uh, so all you barbers are pure. Very pure people, you know. We wouldn't... <laughs> we'll just not go any further with that. Myth or fiction? Barbers have to shave a balloon. Myth. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. I do. And and the very first guy, I, I mean, the very first shave I ever did, I did on a on a, an old stew bum from Skid Row. Uh, I, I'd like to say that you can't drink much and, and give a good flat top, but I proved that wrong. <laughs> did that dang flow be about running out of business there? <laughs> Yeah. You might have a customer here. Yeah. Oh, looks like you got a haircut to do. <laughs> you bet. All right. What do you want to say to everybody out there? Well, just vote Democrat and we'll see you next time. Hello, glisteners. It's your girl, Anna Roisman, and I am just stopping by Wake and Bake to say hello and to give you and another thing and another thing. It's a tough week to try and be bright and cheery and make you laugh. It's a really sad, awful week. You know, all I can say is we live in a terrible country, and I don't want to harp on what went on on Tuesday, but it's just, oh, it's heartbreaking. And, you know, if I have any inch of a platform at all, I just want to send my condolences and say how much love I have for all those families and anybody affected by this. It's just so sad. And it's sad that we are still talking about it, but it's also important to talk about, you know, because we do need to make so many changes in this country. And I think that that's, you know, having this conversation is just a small part of it, obviously. Uh, there are people in higher positions who need to do way more. So many changes, so many changes. I, I, I also want to say when we go through the motions of something like this, when something happens, and you know, and it does affect all of us, everybody's so sad about this. I do think, I do think, so many changes. I do think, I do think, I do think it is important, self-care. I think it is important to take care of your own mental health, you know, even if it's a, a tiny little few moments of your day, like you're doing right now, like you're listening to the radio right now, whatever it is you like to do, make sure you experience that. You give yourself that, you know, that break, that mental, you know, just escape for a few minutes, you know, obviously I think we have a lot of work to do too, but I think it is important to take care of our minds and our bodies, whatever you want to do, our, 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 our minds and our bodies, whatever, whatever you want to do. Uh, so I just wanted to tell you what I did today, which, um, honestly is probably embarrassing to, uh, for me, but I feel close enough to all of you to share it. Aww. So I took a walk, a really long walk. I walked like literally from Midtown Manhattan to Brooklyn and I listened to um, ABBA <laughs> because it's my favorite band of all time and I, I just, I can listen to it on repeat all the time. Honestly, I don't listen to a lot of new music. Uh, I hope we're playing a lot of ABBA right now. Absolutely. I just, you know, from from all the hits, it just it brightens my day. All the hits. Hit after hit. All the hits. And so I hope you find your ABBA and you're able to experience something and, and enjoy it just like I did. Is there a lonesome ghost that walks the streets of Philadelphia? 
collar upturned to the wind and the cold, but it can't keep out the rain. The rain that falls from the outside in, in the soul, a man's soul that cries with the failures and soars with the triumphs. He pauses beneath a street lamp, cups his hands to light his cigarette. Things had been good once. Back in 81, Cindy Lauper recorded his song. Girls just want to have fun. So he puts out his own song. This song. The one you're hearing now. It was a big song in Philadelphia. But it never broke nationally. Robert Hazard died too soon. Cancer took him in 2008. I guess you could say he was a two-hit wonder. But this is his song. His way, Robert Hazard and the Heroes, Escalator of Life. Take a moment to visit with Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Hello, Clay Pigeon. How are you today, Sam? Same, same. Same old, same old. Yes. Well, surely something new is going on. Well, right. I was sent to the basement for my annual greasing and cleaning. Wow, you were greased? Yes. In the basement? Within an inch of my life. So you enjoyed it? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing like a good greasing. I suppose so. To improve my flexibility. For your extravehicular activities? Yes. My walks along the Hudson. You don't walk, Sam. Ba wa wa ba wa wa ba ba boohoo must you ba wa wa ba always boohoo boohoo remind me ba wa of my boohoo toohoo limitations. Don't cry, Sam. On my rubberized threads, I roll along the scenic Hudson. Freshly greased. In the basement. Who greased you, Sam? Some anonymous man in a navy blue overall with a hood. You're kidding me. He lives. Down there. In the basement. Yes. Weird. He's got a little cut, a can of right guard, and a box of bacon thins. Oh, I used to love bacon thins. I tried one. He let you have one? Yes. Uh-huh. After my greasing. And cleaning? Basically. Yeah. Just a little Formula 409 and a rag. And some elbow grease. I did not have my elbows greased. Oh, you don't have elbows, Sam. I'm sorry, Sam. I always wanted elbows. Did you? Look at my stiff, awkward arm attachments. <laughs> They're not so bad, Sam. I am like the robot on Lost in Space. <laughs> like Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, Danger. That was funny. So he gives me a bacon thin. The hooded greaser. The hooded greaser. And I begin to choke. Oh, no, Sam. He positions himself behind me. Yes, Sam. And he puts his arms around me. Right. And he squeezes as tightly as he can. What happened? Hey, 
half masticated. They consume. <laughs> right. Goes flying through the air. Yes, Sam. And lands unceremoniously in a corner. And so I say to the greaser. Yeah? You'd better clean that up immediately. How'd he respond? He takes his rag. The same one he... The same one that he used on me. That had to hurt a little. My hurt is not little, thank you. I'm sorry, Sam. Accepted, Farface. Sam. So he picks up the half-masticated bacon thin. Right. And he eats it. Gross. Yes, and then he looks at me funny-like, and he starts in towards me. What's scary, what'd you do? I rolled out of there like... <laughs> like greased lightning? Yes, <laughs> like greased lightning. Ha 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 Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. Anyone who's ever watched an MGM movie or TV show knows the familiar roar of Leo the Lion. You'd think such a Hollywood icon would deserve a glitzy final resting place somewhere in La La Land. But that's not the case. Leo's grave can be found alongside a rural road in Morris County, New Jersey. The site was once the farm of Volney Pfeiffer, one of the first animal trainers in movie history. Pfeiffer trained Leo to roar on cue and to look his fiercest for Goldwyn Studios and then MGM. Pfeiffer and his wife Eloise lived with Leo and their other trained animals on their 27-acre farm in Gillette. They bordered monkeys, seals, bears, and bred ligers and tigans, hybrids of lions and tigers. There was a baby elephant named Mignon, who they allowed to live with them in their home. Another celebrity on the farm was Cheetah the Chimp from the original Tarzan movies. Post-showbiz life must have been tough for this former film star to adjust to, though. He didn't like visitors. He'd scream at them, throw feces, and urinate on children. Oh, my God. His handlers would sometimes have to place him in a straitjacket to quell his violent emotional outbursts. By all accounts, life on the farm was pretty good for Leo, though, until in 1938 when MGM loaned the lion to the Philadelphia Zoo, where he died at age 23. Leo's body was shipped back to Gillette, where he was buried beneath an L-shaped mound at the front of the Pfeiffer property. Beside his grave, Pfeiffer planted a single white pine sapling. Volney Pfeiffer died in 1974, but the farm stayed in the family until 1994. There wasn't much left of it by then, just the house and a few broken down cages. Some efforts were made to save the property from redevelopment, but MGM wouldn't chip in any money to help memorialize their mascot. After being abandoned for several years, the Pfeiffer house is now occupied once more. The white pine Pfeiffer planted beside Leo's grave now stands tall and mighty at 83 years old. The new owners have placed their own tribute to Leo atop his grave, a four-foot-tall statue of a roaring lion with a golden yellow mane perched atop a boulder. It's a fitting tribute to one of the most famous animals that ever lived and the king of the Hollywood jungle. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. Good morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Soundalikes. 
Today we look at the similarities between Bob Dylan's 1965 song Subterranean Homesick Blues and Chuck Berry's 1956 hit Too Much Monkey Business. Although July 25th, 1965 is enshrined in history as the day that Dylan famously went electric at the Newport Folk Festival. more accurate day to describe that event might be January 14, 1965, some six months earlier, when Dylan recorded Subterranean Homesick Blues and other electrified songs for his fifth album, Bringing It All Back Home. Dylan himself has remarked on the influence of Too Much Monkey Business on Subterranean Homesick Blues, notably in his notes to the Biograph box set some two decades later. Dylan's lyrics to Subterranean Homesick Blues seemed to be addressed to a counterculture that was just forming in early 1965. The songs repeated warnings that say, look out, kid, would seem to be addressed to the young people and telling them that the establishment had it in for them. With its rapid-fire lyrics and concern with the social issues of the day, some writers have even claimed that Subterranean Homesick Blues is a precursor of rap music. As I noted in my book, Sounds Like Teen Spirit, Chuck Berry was a direct influence in the creation of three of the iconic songs of the 1960s by three of the decade's greatest artists. In addition to Subterranean Homesick Blues, The Beach Boys Surf in USA is a thinly disguised rewrite of Berry's Sweet Little Sixteen. They're really rocking in Boston and Pittsburgh, PA. And the Beatles song, Come Together, was clearly inspired by Barry's You Can't Catch Me. In addition to being an artistic turning point in Dylan's career, Subterranean Homesick Blues was released as a single and the number 39 in the U.S. charts, marking the first time that Dylan's song had cracked the U.S. top 40. Never shy about protecting his own copyrights, legal action resulted in Dylan being credited as the co-writer of a Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young song from 1999 called Seen Enough, I lost my innocence over intolerance. which copies the melody of subterranean homesick blues. Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes. Trying to get me hooked, want me to marry, get a home, settle down, write a book. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to be involved. Same thing every day, getting up, going to school, no need of me complaining, my objections overrule. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to be involved. Basement mix.
Mixing up the medicine, I'm on a pavement Thinking about the government The man in a trench coat, bad job laid off Says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off Look out, kid, it's something you did God knows when, but you do it again Hey, it's Monday now, today I'm talking about geometry What is geometry? I don't know It's science! She's blinded me with science! Shapes, points, lines, angles, surfaces, woo! So cool. You know I love me, know I love me some geometry. You know I love me, know I love me some geometry. Before I was learning in geometry about shapes, triangles, squares, rectangles, the mighty circle. Circle. Now I'm in third grade and I'm learning measurements, perimeter, and angle. Mesh, 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 measurements. Perimeters. Angles. My favorite is the different types of angles like obtuse angle right angle and uh cute cute angle a chew a chew angle god it sounds like i'm saying a chew angle a chew angle why do i like it i don't know it's easy easier than you think than you think. I can get straight A's. It's fun. It's like a game. Everybody in my class likes it. The only people don't like and thinks it's boring is I like to learn something perfectly new. Identify and develop your skill. Identify and develop your skill. If someone listening to WFMU right now doesn't like geometry, should listen to Plato. Open a can of imagination with Plato. The philosopher from Greece who said, let no ignorant of geometry enter my house. Why did he say that? I don't know. But geometry is fun. Bye, friends. And now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, Jack LaLanne. For the cigarette and coffee brigade, please put your little vices down and we'll, you can take care of them later, huh? But let's have an uninterrupted half hour of fun. I'd like to have happy, just kind of wish you boys and girls a nice morning. Say hello, boys and girls. Happy, can you do lame dog for us? Lame dog. Oh, look at these lame dog. Poor little happy. Okay, go play. <laughs> You ever notice dogs, how they, most of them have nice, trim, small waistlines, especially an active dog. Like my dog, Happy. Notice how he has a beautiful chest, a nice, small waist. That's because they run. They're, you know when a dog runs, he's doing this all the time. They're bringing the legs in and out like this, so naturally, they wear down the old stomach and they keep it thin. Now, speaking about running, let's take a little run and thank the good Lord above that you can run. Here is one of the finest movements I know for stimulating your entire body. Now, let's run together. Come on, go. One, two, three. On your toes, that's it. Keep that stomach in, shoulders back, head up, that's it. Two, one, two, three, four. You're in better shape than you thought, huh? Two, three, and rest. One, two. All right, take a deep breath. Inhale through your nose. Exhale rapidly. Inhale big. Speaking about running and speaking about an excellent exercise for you girls. You know a wonderful exercise for you girls? You know what it is? Running up bills. <coughs> Watch this now. <laughs> Look at all the fellas. Boy, that's it. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Here is a move now, students, for the arms, for the front of the arms and the back of the arms. First, I want you to do is bring your arms up as tight as you can. Right? Tight, tight. Tight, tighter. Come on, tighter. Tighter, tighter. Now extend them behind you. Tight. Feel the back of your arms work tighter. Straighten them out. Come on. Now in tight here. Tight, 
tight, tight, like you're making a muscle, tight. Feel the front of the arm working, come on, tight, tight. This will give you beautiful arms, firm arms, you'll get rid of that flat. Now, extend them behind you, tight, 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 tighter, tighter, tighter. Now in tight, come on, in tight, tight, tight. Come on, grit your teeth up higher. Get your hands all the way up. Now behind you, hold them, hold it tight. Now a couple fast ones. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and rest, one, two. Oh boy, now here is a movement. Bring your leg right up here, tight, tight. This is for the back of the leg, tight, 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 tight. Now extend your leg, tight, 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 tight. Now behind you, tight. Tighter, tighter, tighter. Bring that heel all the way up. Tight, tight. Now extend it in front. Tense that thigh. Charter, come on. Now back here. Come on. Hard, hard, hard. Harder, more. Feel that work? Great. Now think into the thigh, the front part. Tighter, tighter. And rest. Thanks for your wonderful cards and letters. And keep up the good work. And don't forget now. Keep trying. Never stop. Keep trying and trying and trying. It's time to leave you. God bless you. Goodbye. Bye, mother. Bye, boy and girl. Thank you, Jack Lane, for another inspiring half hour. I will count down now, and with each number I say, I want you to fully inhale with your belly out. And with each breath, you will feel more and more relaxed, taking you into a deep state of peace. I will count down now. Five, take a full in-breath, and as you exhale, feel the tension loosening a little bit. Four, take a nice deep breath in, and as you exhale, You feel even more relaxed and tensions let go. Three. Full breath in. And out. Your mind is becoming calm and clear. Two. Inhale deeply. And when you exhale, observe how the need to control subsides as you become extremely relaxed. One, as you take your last breath and exhale slowly, you feel any tension is gone and you are in complete peace and tranquility. Now you hear yourself saying, I've made it through this before, I'll make it through now. I'm strong and I persevere through anything. I know that I'm not my anxiety. I can take things one step at a time. I live only in this moment. I approach this situation with openness and curiosity. The wake and bake animal of the week is the coyote. 
Coyotes are native to North America. They're a little bit smaller than their close relative, the wolf. The word coyote is Mexican-Spanish from the Aztec root coyotl, or trickster. Coyotes are carnivorous. They like that meat. They eat deer and rabbit. So I have heard. Rodents and birds. Reptiles, amphibians, and fish. Coyotes figure prominently in Native American folklore. He's usually represented as a trickster, using deception and humor to rebel against social conventions. Hey, Johnny, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? In Mesoamerican cosmology, the coyote is a symbol of military might. Unlike wolves, which have undergone an improvement of their public image, attitudes toward the coyote remain largely negative. A brazen coyote roaming front yards in Pasadena. This one has neighbors in the area on edge. Go! Get! Coyotes have bluish-black scent glands located at the upper side of the base of the tail. Oh, my God. Coyotes sometimes mate with domestic dogs, producing little coy dogs as a result. Sometimes coyotes mate with wolves to produce coy wolf hybrids. Coyotes are often riddled with disease and parasites, Aww. rabies, distemper, <sighs> hepatitis, encephalitis, papillomatosis, you name it, tularemia, ticks, mange, mites, salmon poisoning, and cyclostoma, hookworms. Coyotes are attracted to dog food and garbage. In some places, coyotes rely heavily on pets as a food source during the winter. Bonnie believes the coyote may have gotten through her back door after it saw her cat. Coyote attacks on humans are uncommon and rarely cause injuries. The U.S. government shoots, poison traps, and kills 90,000 coyotes each year to protect livestock. We love coyotes at Wake and Bake. We hope you do too. I wish my brother George was here. Every year, approximately 30 meteor showers are visible to observers here on planet Earth. With the most dependable being August's Perseids, Absolutely. produced by the debris left behind by Comet Swift-Tuttle, and November's Leonids, da. produced by the remnants of Comet Temple-Tuttle, both offering reliable displays, sometimes bringing as many as a few dozen meteors per hour during the event's peak. Beginning on Monday, there may be an addition to the annual lineup of exciting shooting star shows Aww. when the Tau Herculid meteors or flashes of light created by debris from another comet may make an impressive appearance. 
first discovered in 1930, 73-piece Schwassmann Walkman. What? A periodic comet that orbits the sun every 5.4 years has never been recognized as a meteor generator. Never. And has often been known to complete its orbit without even being visible from Earth at all. Huh. But this year, that could change. Back in the fall of 1995, when astronomers were expecting the comet to make its typical uneventful return, they suddenly noticed the icy traveler mysteriously brightening on its close approach to the sun. From the observations, astronomers realized that the comet had shattered into several pieces, littering its own orbital path with debris. By the time it passed again in 2006, the comet was in 68 pieces, and since then, it's continued to fragment even further. According to Bill Cook of NASA's Meteoroid Environment Office, this is going to be an all-or-nothing event. If the comet debris was traveling fast enough when it separated from the comet, we may see a nice meteor shower with several dozen meteors per hour. Cool. Cool. But if the debris was ejected very slowly, nothing will make it to Earth and there will be no meteors from this comet. That's sad. Yeah. The best time to watch the event will be starting at 1 a.m. on Tuesday, May 31st, with a possible radiant being halfway up to the zenith in the western sky. By Motorola. And if a memorable meteor shower doesn't materialize this year, there's a good possibility that it could surprise us in the future as the comet continues to disintegrate. This is George for Wake Science. Just a flushing away the troubles of the world. That's a rainforest. What are you doing in here, Renamaker? Well, I was just waiting in line to go. Well, you're supposed to wait outside the door. That's not how we did it at the commune. Jesus, let me Please. hitch up my pitch them up. What kind of jazz commune was it? A loose affiliation of Tal Farlow fans. Tal Farlow. A very influential player who started... I don't want to hear about Tal Farlow, Rademaker. They called him the octopus. Dinky, are you in there? That you, Connie? Hey, hey. I'm in here too, Connie. Why is Rex in there? Because of his weird jazz commune toilet policies. In the commune, we shared all the functions of life. Oh, come on in, Connie. Oh, dear Lord, Dinky. Yeah, I'm gonna light a match. No! Dinky! I'm out, I'm out. Dowardy. I'm out, I'm out. Dowardy, snap out the of it. toilet gas is it? A match I should have opened the door oh, sooner. Oh, it was Dink's responsibility. What was he in there for anyway? The jazz commune. Oh, Rex. You ain't in the jazz commune anymore. I couldn't afford the dues. Rex, you told me you'd paid your dues. He can't 
pay for a ham sandwich. I've paid my dues, all right. Oh, Rex, you're complex. Life is complex. From one moment to the next, we don't know what to expect. So we keep our heads down and we frown while some who wear brown march around on the square uptown where the statues loom and moan silent and dope by centuries of silence and violence and victory and loss and we strain on the leash and hold on to belief however fragile they might be and we forge a narrow nervous path and the dust lies up and billows and the dirt lies on my pillow and the salads crisp and flavorful and I eat it by the forkful and I am indeed remorseful forceful awful wonderful awful wonderful the new man's fragrance from Dallas Texas Plumber's coming by to fix the toilet. What time, Dickie? I'm getting my hair fixed. Get the Judy Carn cut. Get the Donna Fargo cut. <laughs> I'll get whatever cut I want. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, oh, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you. Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.